Hey, it's Christian. And this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. We're going into a rumble weekend, and we just got out of Raw 25 as well. That's right. Episode 4. We're ready to do a review of what we just saw. But before we get into those kinds of fights, we want you to fight for something else. Nice. Good segue, man. Uh, We are having a contest uh, to help celebrate being on iTunes. We are running our very first contest. All you have to do is look us up on iTunes, click subscribe, give us a five-star rate review, please. Um, Write a review, and you'll automatically get entered in a random drawing for a $50 Amazon gift card. And there will be some other prizes, too. Great prizes. That's right. Awesome prizes. Worthy of a a good punch in the face. (laughs) No one's going to get punched in the face, Christian. Not. At least not this episode. If you give me less than five stars, maybe. <laughs> um, they're Funko Pops, people. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> But they're really cool Funko Opening Pops. up the veil That's there. right. Yes. <laughs> You're going to see behind the scenes. But yeah, they're, they're, they're not $50 Amazon gift cards, but they're cool. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're a collector like me. Um, Funko Pops. Um, but yeah. So please go ahead. Uh, a podcast like us. We live on your reviews. We live on your feedback. Um, and five-star ratings, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, what's going on in the world of Christian? Um, I spent the weekend, you know, doing me, watching anime. All uh, right. Spent most of Saturday watching anime. Sounds like a good weekend. <laughs> it was good. Um, I specifically finally got to see the, well, it wasn't a finally situation, but it was a, the episode, the last episode of the season for Ruby came out. Okay. Um, I know you don't know anything about what I'm talking I about. I am looking at you <laughs> blankly. Um, Ruby is this great show where it's like magic mixed with uh, weapons that can like turn into other weapons. It's all kinds of fun, good time. I like magic and weapons. Action, combat, high school. Awesome. Um, and what they've done, it's been four seasons have passed. We're on the fifth season. It just finished. Um, and they've, they've really established that these characters have been through a lot. Been through a lot of the ringer. Um, I love Carrie and Miles. Um, they've really held the torch since the original creator, um, passed away, um, and it's been going well, but, um, this season for me ended up being very disappointing. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, and it started off really well. I mean, um, these characters are very strong. Uh, they've really built over the last four seasons, I felt, these characters up to this big crescendo that was going to happen this season. Okay. And what we... Is this the final season? No. Okay. Well, that's good at least. Yeah, it, it's kind of like the second season of a new arc. Okay. So it was understandable. Like um, a lot of people complained for last season because it was definitely a drop in the kind of action that they were used to beforehand. Because the season prior was the end of that arc. It was all this fighting, all this happening, and then you got a definitely more softer story driven. So would you describe it as like a second act? Yes. Okay. Was it a darker season? Um, they tried. Okay. A little. I mean, typically, second acts are usually darker. Season four was definitely darker. Okay. Season five was more like, oh, uh, what happened in season four was that all the team members were split apart and uh, they were doing their own thing and you're kind of just like watching what was happening for each character. Um, this season was like, oh, all their events are finally going to bring them together and they're going to be a team again. And that's what they Sounds kind of like the formula them. of uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that too I'm far so off, sick of. Yes, no, go <laughs> ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's really fine. Um, so they built that all up. Uh, the, 
the beginning of the season started off really well. They showed um, Yang. She was super strong. She easily was just beating seasoned uh, other hunters and stuff like that. And it was not a problem. Um, you got Ruby and um, all of her friends are just training, learning, more fighting. It really built them up. You know, you're like, oh, man, there's going to be this big fight at the end. You get to the end. Uh, and all the fighting's happening off screen. Oh. It'll be like, uh, you'll see one or two people fighting, and in the background, they'll show the characters just doing nothing. Wow. And I was just like, this show has built off of, like, great fight choreography and all this stuff. When you say the characters are doing nothing in the background, are you saying, like, they're literally standing there, watching? One of the characters gets injured, uh, severely, and, like, um, the other character finds out that their power is to heal it, um, is to heal. Okay. Which was, it was fine. It, it made sense. It was whatever. And so in the background for pretty much an episode and a half, you just see him doing this over another, like putting his hands over someone else while his other two mates are just there watching him do it. <laughs> Sounds like animators got like lazy and were like, okay, we need something in the background. And it's a really good animation <laughs> team. And I don't want to like shit uh-huh. on them at all because I really love the company I really love what they yeah, do don't listen to me I haven't seen anything so <laughs> they're working on several more shows coming out this uh, this year alone and they're a small team it, I mean not small small but they are definitely a smaller internet group that started doing this okay so where can you watch this um, you can watch it on their uh, Rooster Teeth website um, as a first member you get it a week beforehand or otherwise you watch it on YouTube okay and that comes out a week later alright nice so next Saturday it will be the final episode Okay. For that, <laughs> so you have to pay for it to get the the like, yeah the exclusive exclusive mm-hmm. okay, and then YouTube it's free yeah on YouTube okay that's cool so yeah it was just um it was just like you had all these very great character moments there was filler episodes which in anime uh there's always a filler episode there's always a couple filler episodes where it's just like we're just catching up with the characters they're talking about their emotions they're talking there's nothing that's going to be happening nothing the dreaded serious. filler episode yeah yes i feel like in every series in now, every series there's the, yeah, but there's the dreaded specifically in anime there are they're always on purpose. several that's the formula yeah it's, okay. it's a formula um and there were several in this season and they were great they, they really built on the characters they really showed the emotional side of everything that was going on how they were disconnected and now they're rejoining and you just didn't get to see that big team-up moment where they're all fighting once again together against the big enemies. Um, a lot of the argument for that has been, oh, they're going up against villains that are much more powerful than them. But I want to see that then. Yeah. I want to know that they couldn't handle it. Rather than just, like, you cut to them later and they're just like, oh, I'm so tired and exhausted. And then you cut back away to something else. It's like, I want to see you actually engaging in battle. I want to see this fight. It's good storytelling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just... Well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. It was very disappointing. <laughs> it's a show I really love and endear, so... But you're still going to watch next season. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're hooked, right? Yeah. So... No doubt. But it's, it's always heartbreaking, mm-hmm. you know, when you've got your, you know, hopes set for something to be huge, and then it just kind of lets you... Down. Oh, trust me. They built it up. Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> they built it up really a lot. Like, they had, like, this one character, she got a whole army for herself to come... And stop this other army, and you don't... It's just like, oh, we're here now. Stop. Oh, okay. That's the a main little, villain. It's a little anticlimactic. It was yeah. very anticlimactic for okay. um, that show. I, I just wanted to put that out there. It's my, my angry nerd <laughs> rant for today. Hey. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm There'll sure I'll plenty come more. more but... <laughs> There'll be plenty more this episode, I have a feeling. Yeah. So uh, I watched a really cool uh, movie over the weekend. A what was movie it called? that probably would have been on my, at least an honorable mention mm-hmm. on my best of 2017 list um, that we did our first episode. Um, it was called uh, Brawl on Cell Block 99. Mm. So it starred Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Carpenter, Udo Kerr, um, and Don Johnson. And it's by S. Craig Zalier. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, this man is a renaissance man, if there ever was one. He's a tour de force. Um, he wrote, directed, and co-composed the uh, movie. He actually did uh, Bone Tomahawk. I don't know if you saw the movie. I have not. It but... is a horror western um, hmm. starring Kurt Russell. It is fantastic. It was one of my favorite movies, I believe, of 2015. I think it came out two years ago. Um, total Sleeper, but got great like critical like reviews. Um, just a great horror movie and a great western at the same time um but this movie cell block 99 was a total throwback to like old school grindhouse movies gotcha um it just had that feel to it it was very very 70s um whereas like you know the beginning's kind of a slow burn there's a lot of you know dialogue a lot of you know just building character um and then you know you finally get to the cell block um, and then it's just balls to the wall, <laughs> you know, brawling. It lives up to its name. The violence in this movie is just off the chain brutal. Like lots of like memorable scenes, scenes that you won't soon forget. Um, it was just it, it, Vince Vaughn was super believable in this role. Yeah, and you say Vince Vaughn, I'm thinking Wedding Crashers. I'm thinking yes. that movie where he gets a divorce. And yes, and you know, coming off of uh, True Detective, uh, the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really disappointing. Um, when I saw him in this role, I was like, oh, God, I don't think I can deal with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> but I heard such great things about the movie, so I was going to give it a chance. Um, it it was worth it. I'm glad I did, because this was the kind of movie that I'll rewatch and rewatch and rewatch, just for the fight scenes at the end. Um, but you know, the movie as a whole was great. You know, there's great characters in this movie. Um, Vaughn is a total badass in this movie. <laughs> like, I won't be able to look the same again so uh but yeah basically it's you know following you know a guy who just is on you know he's got bad luck and he puts himself in a situation where you know he's in the middle of i I believe a drug run or something like that and he gets himself caught by the police by doing the right thing Mm -hmm. um not to give away too many spoilers um then he's being blackmailed from prison to go and, you know, uh, get vengeance. What he thinks is vengeance for uh, the people that he was doing this run for. And then it turns out that they're actually trying to, you know, not to give anything away, they're trying to swerve him, to use Mm. a wrestling term, and, you know, basically get vengeance themselves. Gotcha. So there's this huge buildup to, you know, the brawl, if you will, but it does not let down. So it is a brutal brutal movie um but well worth it you know i like my violence so definitely yes, have to check it out yes absolutely so but yeah no i feel like uh s craig zalier is a movie away from breaking <laughs> uh you know it big like making it big mm. in hollywood i feel like he's probably got a bunch of like projects lined up now because he just keeps on you know putting out awesome stuff so he knows how to do genre movies. So it's definitely a movie that's, you know, on my list for the best of uh, 2017. 
So yeah, so uh, comic books? Comic books. Um, read a lot recently. Uh, I've been reading, kind of been trying to read some more indies. Uh, read a couple of Image comics, but uh, nothing nothing I would say is too noteworthy. Um, there was this vampire one that was very, like, a little too over-sexualized, but uh, okay. it's still fun to read. That sounds like a typical, <laughs> typical vampire story, yeah. so... Uh, but besides that, the big titles we got this week were Avengers, uh, No Surrender, and Doomsday Clock. Yeah, a lot came out this week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Phoenix Resurrection 4 came out. Um, and we're actually recording this on Wednesday. Yeah. So <laughs> we shotgunned these books. Mm-hmm. I did not get to uh, Doomsday Clock. And how I did not it? get to Phoenix. So How was Doomsday Clock? Doomsday Clock was um, pretty good for me this time. Okay. Uh, I, I know, know the last, kind yeah, of last two times I was wishy-washy. Right? It was just, it's mostly because I love Watchmen. Uh-huh. So when you start using the characters and you start playing around with it, it's gonna you I'm gonna be scared. a little bit more critical. Uh-huh. Right. Um, this one felt like a genuine Watchmen comic. Okay. But in the DC universe, of course. And I I really enjoyed it. It was the first time we get to see Batman and Rorschach really interacting and how they kind of because the way it went with um I, spoilers ahead of time uh, the way it went with uh, Rorschach just showing up in the Batcave having found it on his own and everything you would think. Batman's going to flip and attack this guy, but right. nothing happened. He's just, he's just like, okay. He, he just accepted whatever Rorschach said. Gave uh, Rorschach um, gives him the journal that you know, check this out. This is what's going on for us. What's uh, read this uh, journal? You'll it'll bring you up to speed, type of situation. And Batman's like, I'll do this. Um, you go get cleaned up in the manor. Um, like uh, stay the night. We'll try to figure stuff out. You need rest because um, Rorschach did immediately find out who. Batman was he knew it was Bruce Wayne uh-huh. and everything. So um, what was what caused Bruce's reaction to Rorschach to be so like nonchalant? Did Rorschach have to prove himself, or did he like have a you know? A, I don't know if it was just line. Like why did because to me Batman mm-hmm. would obviously be you know yeah fisticuffs and <laughs> you know roundhouse kicks. I mean, if someone um, was in the Batcave that he didn't know. Rorschach immediately says, I'm not bad, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, sure, come on in. So, but was it, did, was it basically, because I know Batman's kind of been on the trail of what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, and he found the button and everything. Did he sell him? That's what, is this throwing you off? No, 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 it's not throwing me off. <laughs> what, what Batman did was he thought Rorschach was just insane. Oh, okay. And he tricks Rorschach in the end into Arkham. And oh, okay. So he uh, tells them, I know where Dr. Manhattan is. We can go find him right now. And they just make this like daring assault into Arkham. And he just like lets him walk into a cell and locks <laughs> it behind him. <laughs> Interesting. So he tricked him into thinking that he was in Arkham Asylum. Mm. And then he tricked him right into a cell. Yep. All right. He's like, Manhattan's in here. Rorschach walks in and he just closes the door. That sounds like the Batman I know. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Throughout reading the book, I'm like, why is Batman not reacting? Why is he yeah, so like, hospitable? Right? What is going on? Yeah, go ahead. Shower up. Uh, but we do get to see Rorschach's face. The new Rorschach. Okay. Um, African-American gentleman. I'm still not... It's up in the air who this might be. Um, they show a slight little origin as um, Rorschach sleeps. Apparently he sleeps for 24 hours because he just hasn't been getting any sleep at all. Yeah, um, and he just jumped a dimension, so... Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, some kind of explosion happened. Uh, there was an alien that hit his windshield, and that's all you see so far. Interesting. 
Okay. Uh, it was very, very interesting. Uh, we also got this awesome moment at the beginning with um, Comedian showing up and attacking Adrian. We saw that at the end of the issue two. He was like, oh, you're surprised to see me. And they had this good little fight. Did they show you why the Comedian was still alive? Or how they, he was I mean, they, of course, allude to, you know, it was Dr. Manhattan. Just, okay. that's all. Uh, you see, they show panels of Comedian getting thrown out the window, uh, falling, almost hitting the ground. And then you see him hitting the ocean instead. And then waking up in the DC universe, yeah, basically. Exactly. Okay, so Manhattan obviously brought him back. We don't know why. We don't know what mm-hmm. reason, but uh, yeah, okay. he's there. He goes on this attack on um, Adrian, but uh, Adrian's able to escape. Badly injured, but he still gets out of there. Does it seem like the comedian is working with Dr. Manhattan? Um, or we just I'm gonna don't say, know yet? We just don't know, but I'm going to say yes. I feel like he's working with them in some regards. Okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to read it, obviously, tonight. <laughs> so I, I'm excited. I enjoyed the first two issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm i a little disappointed to hear that they're going bi-monthly, though. Yeah. Because originally it was supposed to be monthly, right? Yep, 12 months. That was what they said the run was going to be. Um, so now is it going to go? In, it's going to go into, like, 2019. It has to. Like, if it's 12 year, issues yeah, bi-monthly. Yeah, right. Yeah, do the math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of sucks. That so that's it. Because I don't know. Sucks. <laughs> I hope they got a good enough story to keep mm-hmm. you intrigued. Because I could definitely lose interest if it's kind of flatlining. And we'll see how like the new superheroes that they're going to have running. Because I mean, they keep talking about it. At the end of every issue of every major comic they have, they show the new heroes of DC. And we'll see if those will fill in those gaps. I mean, we'll see if they can hold people's readers in interest, you know? Is this story kind of standalone? Is it is it kind of intertwined? In, I can't imagine it's intertwined with what's going on right now currently in the DC Universe. Right. Like, there's not really any crossovers happening in the no. regular series, yeah. right? Okay, so it's kind of its own contained mm-hmm. story. But I feel like it's going to lead to something big. Yeah. So, nope. I, like I said, I'm intrigued by it. I mean, they haven't committed blasphemy yet mm. to me you know they're borderline <laughs> with the whole comedian being back but i can understand the logic behind it so i'm still on board yeah so but yeah no no i, I read uh phoenix resurrection four just shotgun the issue <laughs> literally an hour before the podcast and it was good I, it was it was definitely redeemed uh, itself huh yes yes it redeemed itself from issue three not that issue three was bad i liked it, it was um bad. but it was definitely more of a filler issue a mm. transition issue if you will um this one was really more about them discovering what's in do you care about spoilers no it's fine okay and listeners obviously if you're listening i'll to this, probably you don't forget care about and it. read it yes <laughs> yes so basically they enter uh the the little sub dimension oh that yes yeah. phoenix is because we ended issue three with them mm-hmm. standing at the gateway they discovered the gateway in New Mexico. So now the X-Men went ahead and they entered in there. They're in this little pocket dimension that Phoenix is um, existing in. Um, they're greeted by all these dead X-Men. Um, mm-hmm. They dispatch them quickly. They're not really, you know, who they, you know, look like they yeah. are. You know, so it's a pretty quick battle, um, which was kind of disappointing. I was kind of hoping that we'd get some returns out of mm-hmm. it because there's some cool character references there. Um, but it is what it is. Um, and then you basically get a lot of exposition, but it was good exposition where, you know, the way that they did it, where it kept me interested um, and kept me looking forward to the next issue. So I won't give that away exactly what's mm. going on, um, but it ends with 
Logan walking into the diner to confront Gene. They they decide Logan's the person to go talk to Gene. They basically figured out that the Phoenix Force wants them, you know, to have this huge battle with Gene to kind of trigger it bonding ah, with her. Okay. And they decide to take another approach. Um, so Logan, old man Logan, mm. is walking in to talk to her. So um, my one little, I don't want to say, I don't know. My one little critique with it, and this is my critique with the old man Logan, they keep on treating him like he's the 616 Logan, that all his mm. like relationships are the same relationships that you know the 616 Logan had. And I don't understand why they would just assume. He keeps on saying, well, this is my gene. And I keep on thinking, no, it's no, not it's your not. gene. <laughs> How do we know that your relationship was exactly the same? Because mm-hmm. the young Cyclops wanted to go in and talk to her. Mm. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, that relationship would, you know, trigger, you know, her memory. But Logan's like, no, no, you don't know her. Like, I know her. You know, I love this woman. Well, it's like, well, this isn't the same woman. <laughs> yeah. So that's just me being a nerd and just, you know. <laughs> well, I feel like Astonishing has used that um, aspect of him not being the 6161 very well. Yeah, to a certain extent. And I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just nitpicking, mm. really. So I'm just happy that the real Logan's back. And I'm kind of done with the old man Logan. <laughs> I, I hope he's not sticking around. I really don't. And maybe he doesn't. Maybe the next issue... <laughs> that's where this is leading she just I mean, vaporizes him it's says, possible. i don't know you <laughs> um but probably not but anyway so but yeah no i'm excited for next issue i'm excited to see where it goes you know we'll see hopefully they don't screw it up nope <laughs> so what did you think of avengers no surrender <sighs> avengers no surrender um it was a lot to me for like for once with an avengers book i felt like i was actually there was a lot going on yes and it was at parts hard to grasp for me but um, I was able to follow, get through it, and read it. I, I'm still not super big on this story so far, mm. but the concept and the ideas there are interesting. I definitely want to know where this goes, where it leads, but um, a I, lot happened. <laughs> and there's still a lot of mystery going mm-hmm. on, yeah, which exactly. I like. I like that where they don't just put all their cards on the table and they kind of keep you, you know, guessing. And that could totally change my opinion later on when we find out what it is, what's really, like, Going on through exactly it. since this is sixteen issues yeah. long. <laughs> so, but you know, I enjoyed this issue a lot. I like that all of a sudden we get the Grandmaster. He kind of just pops up. Mm. Um, we learn that Earth has been chosen as their battle planet. Um, he's playing against a bunch of other opponents, but they're kind of you know uh, in the shadows. We don't know exactly who he's battling against, um, and he, he's chosen the Earth's heroes as his like you know ah. pawns basically. Um, I, like, I did not get that. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the inclusion, too, of uh, the Black Order, which they actually showed up last issue, but we didn't review last issue. I think we recorded it on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so Black Order showed up, which I was a huge fan of, um, and they're actually going to be in the Infinity movie. Mm. Um, they were actually in the story arc that I really enjoyed in Hickman's uh, storyline. So uh, they were probably my favorite part of that storyline. But I, I definitely really love seeing them being brought back. Now, it was kind of weird because I believe a lot of them died during that. But whatever. <laughs> They're comics. comics, man. I mean, and, and, and you're right. It's comics. So, um, also, they included a lethal legion that I've never seen before. Um, usually, they're led by the Grim Reaper. 
Uh, and this Lethal Legion seems to be all alien origins. Yeah. So um, they're kind of random. But, I mean, a lot of them seem like new characters, which is cool. I enjoy new characters. Mm. And Marvel doesn't always do a lot of new characters, um, like I think I was complaining about Or at the least last. they don't make a big statement about them. Yes, yes. Um, so I was kind of interested to see where they take and why they chose this mm. group um, to face off with the uh, Black Order. So, yeah. So, um, well, this I really, also... Oh, go ahead. Well, I really liked what they did with... Um, Quicksilver and Rogue. I love that whole dynamic, uh, how she still didn't trust him to go out, and everything that happened with Quicksilver, how we followed him throughout the book was very well done, I thought. Yes, I'm a huge fan of the uh, Uncanny Avengers. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that they brought that you mm-hmm. know dynamic between them into this book, and that Rogue is finally getting her just due as an Avenger. You know, Because mm-hmm. it seems like that's just like, oh yeah, she's an Avenger too, but not really... Um, they're kind of giving them like, all right, this squad actually matters. Yeah. You know, this team matters. Um, yeah. So I, I enjoy that. I also like that the narrator in this story is Quicksilver. So it seems like every issue so far has had a different narrator, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Um, you know, everything's his thoughts, you know, seen through his eyes. Last issue was Falcon. Um, the, the first one was bla- uh, with lightning. Yes. Yes. Um, so it, it that's pretty cool. I like that mm. story, you know, dynamic that's going on there where it's going to jump, it seems like, to a different character and get their perspective on things. Well, as, as we've seen, I think we're going to get a lot more perspectives, especially as this is 16 issues. They have a lot to play with, with what everything that happened with Quicksilver at the end. Yes. Yes. And should we touch on that? So basically him and Wanda at the end um, have a little, little, uh, how would you say, a little tiff? (laughs) I guess. uh, I mean, he was going to do what he wanted to do either way. Wanda kind of gave her some, gave him some like sisterly love, like some Mm -hmm. tough talk, if you will. And uh, he's Quicksilver and he's hotheaded and he's obviously in the doghouse again. Mm -hmm. He's always in the doghouse um because he kind of just goes and does his own thing he makes questionable decisions yes he does yes he does so i mean god house of them is basically all because of quicksilver (laughs) so he 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 runs off and joins the battle even though he wasn't supposed to he's supposed to be on the sidelines for this one Mm -hmm. and just be kind of backup and you know he's and it's actually he did the right thing because he's actually saving the team but at the same time Wanda's in the middle of trying to unfreeze Vision from what, you know, obviously is frozen him, which they don't know yet. And we don't really know yet. I'm assuming it's something the, the Grandmaster has yeah. done um, or whatever game they're playing is done. So once she actually breaks through and unfreezes him, Quicksilver, in the middle of the battle, gets frozen. So and then it ends with some of the Lethal Legion just unleashing on him. Mm-hmm. So we don't know whether or not he survives. I'm sure he does, um, but yeah, it's not a good. It's not a good look. Or comes back by the end. Yeah, it's not. It's not looking good for Quicksilver mm-hmm. right now. So, but yeah, no, it's it's been good. It's been good, especially after the last arc of Avengers that I read. So it's oh, yeah. promising still to me, you know. And we'll see where this all leads. Obviously, wherever you have the uh, Black Order, you have Thanos. So I feel like this is leading up to whatever's happening in the summer which you know I've mixed it was supposed feelings. to be an infinity event correct yes it's definitely going to be an infinity event big surprise with the movie <laughs> um but you know the black order is cool with me and if they're even gonna the, do it um, do it right at least 
the Grandmaster's uh, jewels that he was manipulating with made me think immediately of the stones. Yes. So I was like, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. So, it, it, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's another big event, and I'm exhausted, obviously. I have, you know, hmm. big event fatigue, if you will. <laughs> but, you know, if they do it right, they do it right. It doesn't feel like this event is tying down at least the rest of Marvel. No, and that's what's nice. Hmm. At least right now with no surrender, you know, and we don't know how Infinity is going to be, because I'm sure you're going to get a gazillion tie-ins mm. and crossovers happening whatever but i like the fact that no surrender is just happening in the pages of the avengers book yeah it's weekly so you gotta buy one every Mm. week but it's all contained in those avenger books so what do you think about voyager so far um she's an interesting character uh i like the way that they're using her it's just teleporting i'm i'm waiting for something to just go wrong i I've enjoyed her so far. I mean, I was surprised how much they've integrated her into the backstory mm-hmm. of the Avengers. Um, that she was even there, like, after the initial team. And she was there with, you know, when Captain America kind of took over. And I it like seems the way like they that put they explained role. it. You know, I like the way how they was like, oh, she got pushed out of, like, um, reality. So it's just kind of, everything just happened while she was gone. Yeah, and almost kind of like the, like, I don't know. They kind of made it seem like maybe people kind of forgot about her, mm-hmm. too. Um, but like when she popped up, everyone remembered again. So that's interesting. I still feel like there's no way that this isn't, um, Valerie from, uh, the, uh, <laughs> Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. That's still my theory. I feel even the person that she's fighting against where she, you know, gets, you know, knocked out of reality, yeah. his powers are exactly like Franklin's powers. So I'm still going with the theory. But what's that her angle here? What is... I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I want to know what's going on. I don't what's know. What's her plan here? Her uncle's Dr. Doom, so who, <laughs> who the hell knows? So, I mean, just the way that the whole legacy event started with, you know, her and Franklin, you know, out there mm-hmm. talking about, you know, uh, what was it? The whole uh, well, populating the multiverse back, yeah. again. And... She says, I'm coming back, and that's how much she misses home and everything. I don't know if this was her way of getting back and basically manipulating, you know, her way into that time. Where does that put Franklin? I don't know. Like I said, the villain that she seemed to be going up against mm-hmm. had yeah. very like Franklin powers. So he was a, he, he could manipulate reality, mm-hmm. which is what Franklin can do. So that, that was interesting to me. So, I don't know, it, it might just be too on the nose, though, and they might <laughs> swerve us at the end. You know, we'll see. We'll so, see. But that, it has me at least excited for mm-hmm. it. You know, it, it's it's different. I hope that it's not another case of uh, Century where, you know, they brought this character in, they had a great initial arc, and everyone was excited, and they totally just screwed it all up. You know, really <laughs> just shipped the bed with that. Um, and I think he's still out there. So, God, I hope it's not him. <laughs> so. Well, with a character like that that's out there, it's kind of like... what do, it, could, it makes a lot of easy answers for whatever they want to do. Like, if he wants to show up, then he can just fix all the problems. Yeah. So Yeah, but he's not in a good place. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he'll be fixing anything. No, okay. You know, but yeah. No. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'll be picking up next issue, though. So, <laughs> I'm sure that's what they want. Mm. So, but yeah. Go. Cool. This is Stat Magician from the 12-ounce 
Sports Podcast. We have a new radio station on TuneIn called 12 Ounce Sports Radio. You can also visit the radio station at 12OunceSports.com. It's 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Radio.com. Spell it out for him. With the O-Z. 12OZSportsRadio.com. Good job, stat guy. So, Raw Facts. Uh, it debuted on January 11th, 1993. It is the longest-running weekly episodic program in TV history with over 1,200 episodes. I think they might even be close to 1,300, actually, mm-hmm. now. Uh, during the show, there has been 275 title chains. And no, they're not all the women's titles. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been the hardcore title, because oh, that oh, was true. changing, like... Three times a show in the late 90s. Um, But anyway, the World Tag Team title has changed hands more than 60 times. That's the most of any title. Uh, The Intercontinental uh, title has actually changed hands 52, so it's a close second. Mm. Uh, And the WWE Championship, I was actually surprised by this, has only changed hands 13 times on the show. In the late 90s, that thing was a hot potato. So I was actually really surprised to hear that because it felt like it was changing every other episode but maybe i was wrong i don't know i'd be actually interested to see how many of those title changes happened in the late 90s early 2000s so but yeah uh what did you think of the show i mean it was it was an episode of raw um, (laughs) that it was with some returning people and that was about it for me it was it was a reunion show it was a reunion you know and it, it it was fun at points um it was probably the most entertaining Raw in a long time, but that's not saying much. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I mean, they know how to do nostalgia. Uh, it, it was a little too jam-packed, though. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I smiled during the entire beginning, from the moment Stone Cold's music went off to the moment uh, Vince got stunned, stunned. You know, it's just... Yeah. yeah, and I loved even Vince, like, turning heel in the middle mm-hmm. of that whole, like, you know plaque ceremony and everything which you knew was coming but yeah. it was classic vince classic stone cold i mean unfortunately that was the best part of the show yep <laughs> so that's in the first it, 10 20 minutes yes yes 10 minutes tops you know <laughs> so it started high and it just kind of all slowly went downhill after that um it, it wasn't horrible but i mean i kind of i should have known that it mm. was going to be this you know, this kind of nostalgia show and not really matter that much in the long run. Um, well, you think the week before Rumble, you'd still get something that really pushes yeah, your go-home, you know? Yeah. I mean, go-home shows usually are just kind of like cappers on, you know, angles. Like, all right, you know, but you sell you the pay-per-view. Them. But it just didn't do much. It didn't do much. And I think maybe my expectations got too high with, you know, when they announced Jericho mm-hmm. and... You know, there's so many other, they, they announced Undertaker, so I, I just feel like they didn't do much with what they had. Um, they definitely wasted Jericho. Oh, yeah. They really, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't even make a live appearance. He was, it was all backstage, and he got, I felt like he got the biggest pop of the night, like one of the biggest pops, just in the backstage area, but it would have, and maybe it was because it was it had to be pre-recorded, because of scheduling or whatever. It was still a nice little segment, but you just had this guy who was the talk of the wrestling world. Still this, kind of is. And this is how you use him? Yeah. And I uh, know they want to pretend that, you know, 
there isn't any other wrestling out there besides WWE, but man, such a waste. Such a waste. Such a waste. Like, I was sitting there during Elias' promo the entire time, like, just waiting. Yeah, I was right? just expecting, you know, oh, he's going to hit him with the list. He's going to just come up behind him. Something. I don't know. I mean, even when Cena came out, I was kind of hoping that Jericho would come out and side with Cena and then turn on him. And then we get that New Japan Jericho that we were talking about. That vicious Jericho, mm-hmm. that new character. But he was back to the list Jericho, which isn't a bad character. I enjoyed that character. Um, but it just seemed like a step backwards for him. Yeah, even for him. like Even that back... State like um ugh. back what was that back what, what's the word backstage that's the word I'm looking for <laughs> wow I kept trying to you say background back, you got back but not stage interesting <laughs> anyway that whole backstage moment just looks like he was just like trying to hold in his like smile and laughter about it just, yeah it's all so. tongue in cheek and everything it was still I I popped for the segment I'm not gonna lie <laughs> and I probably popped for the majority of the show but it was that afterwards that that. Like, hungover feeling. Like, oh, what did I just do? It was um, like, what did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I fall for this? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but I did. Hook line. And, like, once again, this is what I do to myself every year with these big shows. <laughs> I get super excited, overhyped. I book the thing to the hilt where it's going to be the best show mm-hmm. ever. And then I'm always just extremely devastated and disappointed at the end the next day where it's like oh they just you know did what they always do fool me once damon yes fool me 25 years (laughs) (laughs) um uh, speaking you brought up title changes we got a title change on this episode that's right that's right and i feel like it is leading to doomsday (laughs) um i think it's foreshadowing what's going to happen and we'll talk more about that when we preview the rumble in a little bit All but right. yeah but it was it was i was surprised hmm. i was surprised um i i actually was more excited about the interaction that happened before the match i thought it was interesting that they had a little moment between daniel bryan and the miz again yes and because it just seemed random and out of nowhere and once again this is me getting excited probably over <laughs> nothing but i'm hoping that it leads somewhere yeah Oh, you know, very much so. Which, which is Daniel Bryan in the ring again. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Because uh, to me, obviously, it feels like, no, it's going to be Shane McMahon. If Daniel Bryan does get back in the ring, you know, it'll be him against Shane McMahon. Yeah, but Bryan I hope that he Owen. stays around long enough to get to that next To view. the Miz, yeah. Because yeah, that's just going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's, the Miz is still using his moveset, God, that's got to kill him inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and maybe they're best friends. I don't know. But it just feels like there's a general dislike there. Either way, I feel like those two could put on a very good Oh, absolutely. And the thing about The Miz is I do feel like he's born in the ring, but I feel like he's very capable of putting on a good match. Mm. You know, and, you know, to quote Daniel Bryan, I feel like he wrestles that very cookie-cutter kind of WWE style, Um, but he is very capable. We've seen him when he uh, had that program with uh, Dolph Ziggler. You know, those were some of his best matches, mm-hmm. and those were great matches. That retirement match uh, definitely was one of their better matches. Um, one of the best matches of, you know, I believe that was 2016. Um, great, great angle, great match. Um, it, it actually paid off. An angle actually paid off, believe it or not. Well, I mean, there's a lot of history between Daniel Bryan and The Miz as well. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been bickering with each other for years. Yes. This yeah. isn't the, like... 
beginning of this. No, this no. Really... I mean, uh, yeah, Miz was actually his coach mm-hmm. on uh, the old, uh, was it, not Tough Enough, the NXT The NXT, show, like, the original, like, yeah. where it was that bad game show. Yeah. So that's always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's great to see it, you know, being used. And in that's the last line. thing I think about when I think, you know, Miz and Daniel Bryan experience wise. I don't think Miz is above Daniel Bryan. Oh, no, you know, no, that was such a <laughs> show. That whole show was like really. Um, but yeah, no, it, it it's interesting. We'll see where they go. And I feel like they do this on purpose. They like tease us with these mm-hmm. things because they know they'll get the internet talking and they have no, you know, actual, you know, <laughs> want of doing any of these things. Mm-hmm. But it's just more for the buzz um, and suckers like me. So, but, you know, whatever. Um, I enjoyed the Stone Cold moment, like I said. I enjoyed, uh, I actually enjoyed the Jason Jordan um, uh, interview with, uh, with Seth Rock. With Christian. Yes. The Peep Show. Yes, the peep show, even though Christian didn't say anything. Um, yeah, he was just it. there. He was just there to hold the mic. Um, a reason for them to like stuff another, you know, old timer in the yeah. ring. But I like Christian, so I was okay seeing him out there. Um, but yeah, I feel like Jason Jordan's finally owning that character. You know, and he's figuring out how to work the crowd. I know most of his lines are written, but he had really good timing mm-hmm. this episode. And I, I that character, I don't know, I didn't so like the un- timing really? personally. I, I was like, okay, I. I get what you're doing, but, like, work it a little better. That's how I felt. I, really? I wanted him to, like, I felt like the pauses between were way too long. Like, feel like this is forced. You know, like, he's being booed harder. Like, he can't talk. I like, get he's what like, you're saying. It seemed like he was, like, waiting. Like, he knew, like, oh, they're going to boo at this point, so just wait. I don't think, I, I didn't feel like he had to wait for very long. Well, yeah. They were booing him very loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I felt like he milked it. And, I mean, I feel like it's always wrestling 101. Let the crowd be heard. Let everyone know at home that he's getting booed, you know, and then move on. But I felt like his timing was actually pretty well. But, I mean, we can agree to disagree. That's okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I feel like he's finally, you know, this is the character. He's annoying. He's mm-hmm. obnoxious. Um, is that enough to, you know, make him relevant? I don't know. He's a damn good wrestler. So... I'm excited to see him actually work a real program mm. as a full-on heel, which I think it's obvious that's where they're going with this. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was excited for that. I actually enjoyed that, and I liked the kind of, you know, dynamic between him and Rollins. I'm still looking for that uh, Jason Jordan versus Chad Gable event at Mania, you know? You keep on. <laughs> <laughs> keep on waiting, my friend. Five more years, right? <laughs> Finally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh Daniel Bryan, the club, the passing of the torch of the club, felt weird. Yeah. You know, say at least. I'm glad they did. I, I did call it. I would like to pat myself on the back. Oh, okay. I did call it. You were there. <laughs> 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 but I didn't think it was that going to be that. Because, well, we ended the last Raw with them doing the job, basically, mm-hmm. for Seth Rollins, which I wasn't happy about. And them standing in the ring looking bewildered, which I didn't understand. It was a weird moment. And then from them to go from there to here, where they're kind of getting this moment of passing the torch over to the club, you know, DX. Yeah. And Triple H in particular, like, you know, giving the two suites out and, you know, they even brought up the revival, which was totally not to everything that's been going on with the Bullet Club, mm-hmm. you know, the past year or two. And I'm sure that was kind of an in-your-face on purpose. <laughs> Um, to have, you know, the club beat up on. There was a fuck the revival. Yes, in the- yes. <laughs> and they knew, they knew they were getting that. Mm. So that, I mean, 
that was pretty cool. And I don't know if it was just fan service or whatever, or if it's actually going to lead somewhere. There was a, this is nitpicking, but uh, there was a bad cut in there where it was Finn was about to do the coup de gras and they totally accidentally did not show it. Yes. <laughs> that bugged yes. me so much. Yeah, all the, and, um, and they must have had the B team over the because <laughs> I noticed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are they doing the gorilla style as a callback to how the, you know, original Raws were? Or is this the B squad that we're getting <laughs> over here? So the, I did notice a bunch of like really mm-hmm. shoddy like camera work going on. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did enjoy that. You know, like I popped for all that. You know, I felt like it was very predictable. Hmm. But, you know, at one point though, when they first came out, and I think maybe the commentators didn't know where it was going, they were kind of making it seem like the club were heels. Like they kept oh, on saying like, oh, yeah. I've got a bad feeling about this. And, you know, I don't know if they're just trying to mislead the crowd. But like, I was like, why would they have a bad feeling about this? Like the club are faces right now. There's no reason to think that they're going to jump DX, especially when there's 10 of them in the ring. <laughs> so I, I also liked the uh, one, two, three chant for uh, X-Pac. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool. That guy does not get enough credit. Like, he's one of the original, oh, yeah. like, you know. Not at all. <laughs> cruiserweights to, like, actually get over, you know, and really just open up that whole division to the, you know. No, Xbox is to the mainstream. Time. I, I don't understand it because he did a lot for the business and he was a really good worker. I know a people, everything that happened in his, like, real life, <laughs> you know, might have tainted, you know, his perception, I guess. You know, the way people perceive him. But, I mean, the guy was a fantastic worker. I feel and like he's best looked... friends with the, you know, Hunter. So you would mm. think that he would get at least a, ho- a Hall of Fame nod, you know, as as a single. Like, I, I know he's going to get in as with oh, DX, yeah. but I feel like he should go as an individual. Mm. You know, because that character was huge. He was groundbreaking at the time for the size that he was. And it was really McMahon accepting that kind of style of wrestling begrudgingly. But, you know, that whole angle with with uh with razor ramon it put raw on the map that was a huge angle i mean that's the one angle i think of when i think of those earlier raws so it was just nice to see the crowd Mm. acknowledge him and give him actually like a big pop and chant one two three for him that i thought was cool yeah it was a good crowd at that um at the manhattan yeah it was it was yeah it did feel like you know there were for some reason, the crowd was very small, and I don't know if those tickets. Were you got like, Frank the Clown. You got all oh, the. Uh, you got the Lesnar guy. You got yeah, all the classics. <laughs> yeah. you know. So, but yeah, everyone you usually usually see in the front row. Mm-hmm. All the diehards. <laughs> so, I mean, those tickets must have been a lot, but it did feel like they kind of shrunk. Mm-hmm. You know, it definitely felt weirdly small. Yeah, like they did that on purpose. Like, okay, we're only booking you up to here. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm sure they did that on purpose because watching the you know the past footage that they showed of Manhattan, so I was like, they had a lot more people in that place, and it could hold a lot more people. <laughs> well, what did you think of um, Undertaker's promo? Um, cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cryptic. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I don't. I I felt like they just kind of threw him out there, and they're not sure how they're gonna book him, so they just had him say stuff, and that was it. Yeah, it was it was if, very odd. He alluded to like you know these are all my past victims. I've laid them to rest. They're going to stay to rest. And but it didn't feel like a retirement speech to me. It borderline to me. I thought it was like I this borderline feels like he's open. you know going. He's wrestling again, man. Oh yeah, but who is he wrestling? I don't know. I I think it's Cena. 
I think that's the only place to go for him. There's not anyone big enough for him to wrestle. He needs someone who can work, but he needs someone that he knows he's going to be safe with. Mm. Undertaker gets to pick who he goes up against. Um, I think Cena, and that's the match that a lot of people want to see, so I feel like that's the match they're going to go with. Yeah, but I wanted to see it like five years ago. Oh, yeah. No. No. It's going to be Cena carrying him. Mm. But Literally. Literally. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's not going to be pretty, Um, but... You know, you give the guy respect for what he's done for the business. Mm. But is it something that I'm just dying to see? No, not necessarily. I'd be okay with him coming. Is this the first? This is the first time we've seen him since Mania, right? No, he had a. Did he, he show up thing? over summer at Did one he? point for what? I'm, I mean, I might be just thinking because he usually shows up during summer. I don't know if he did anything. He would usually show up around SummerSlam, but um, I don't know if he did anything. Um, the announcer said this was the first time we've seen him since Mania. Yeah. Well, then I'm sure that they would have. I mean, their continuity is bad, but I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> so it's just odd, an odd way for him to show up. I understand, mm-hmm. you know, he was on the first Raw show, so it's kind of cool to have him at the Manhattan Center. But, you know, I it was weird. It's he, just a weird vibe altogether. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he's usually the sign of WrestleMania season starting. Yes. So. Yes. Unfortunately, some years, <laughs> some years. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, what would you change? What would I have changed about the show? Yeah. Um, besides everything, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the um, women's angles seemed fine. I I didn't have a problem with those. This episode remind me what would happen. Um, with Oscar pushing everyone over the top after that the was ends. cool. Yes. That was very cool. That's how sh- they should have been booking her the entire mm-hmm. time. But I feel like Wrestling Formula 101, the person who looks good in the go home yeah. show is going to end up They've been playing with that lately. But yes, a little. But I feel like that's usually the person who's not going to win. Mm-hmm. So they did that on SmackDown with Orton this week. So he came, of course, RKO out of nowhere uh-huh. on Sh- uh, Shinsuke. So I don't know. I don't know. But I, it showed me, hey, this Asuka's awesome. And she still exists. You know, maybe they'll figure it out. And like, this is how we should be booking her. You know, let's show her as a monster. You know, even I mean, though she's not size-wise, yeah. <laughs> she's, you know, she is she's a, a beast in the ring. I mean, you could always book her as like, she's not huge, but she can take all the punishment you're willing to give and give back much worse. How weird! The one part I didn't like where they brought out all the uh, former women superstars, and they just had them stand there. Yeah, and they announced them. That was weird. I was disappointed no Lita, but I don't know if she was even announced. Yeah, it felt like she was supposed to be there, but she should have been there unless they're saving her for the Rumble, and they didn't want to spoil it. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll We'll get get there. We'll get there. It just felt another like shoehorned, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, segment. But another segment that I could not handle after the seventh time going back was the fucking uh poker game oh yeah oh my god you want to talk about just a reason to like throw guys in there you know you had the million dollar man showing up you had apa of course who else showed up uh mvp and just not even announcement not even like he's just sitting there just like you could have taken that cut it in half and given that time mm-hmm. to some of the matches or to some of the other segments and made them worthy of being on the show exactly. instead of just trying to throw stuff out there to throw stuff out there. 
it felt like it was booked very, you know, half-assed. One of the weird things for me was when they all came out for the um, for the main event. Yeah, like, they, why would Brother Love come out as... Was he supposed to, like, he pulled them apart? Like, he's going to go against <laughs> Strowman? And there wasn't even any point to that, because they let them fight either way. Yeah, all the of them only, were standing there. And yeah, and all the active of... roster were pulling them mm-hmm. apart at the end, right? So, yeah, that was bizarre. Was I didn't get that. Odd. It was just kind of like, let's parade everyone out and give them their last goodbye and go home. Yeah. I don't know if there was anything that happened after the show went off the air, but, yeah, that was just very odd. I, I know that there was something that happened at the Manhattan Center, but um, besides that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How about the uh, Hardy and Wyatt match? I, f- I mean, I completely forgot it even happened at this point. Because it was just... I haven't because I'm still upset about it. <laughs> it was it was nothing. You It was unannounced, mm-hmm. I believe. You had a month, over a month of build-up. You know, felt like it was going to lead to a match at the Rumble, and then you just throw it out there on TV. And, and it they... was a 10-minute match? Yeah, and Hardy loses cleanly. So why do I want to, if they continue this, why do I want to see this match again? You know, like, what's the point of this? And you just made Hardy, who, you know, regardless of him, you know, being, you know, a veteran, this is a new character he's debuting. So in his, like, first real big match, Mm. you have him lose cleanly. It felt really weirdly thrown together. Yes. Yes, like they like. Do you think they did that because they needed more for that crowd, or I don't know. I'm not sure. It just was odd to me. Like, why would you choose this? Unless now they're just soured on Hardy, you know, which I was scared of. You know, like, are you just you know like done with the character? You know, and that's kind of Vince's mo, where he gets on board with the character, loves it, loves it, and then all of a sudden, and I didn't need to see Jeff at the poker game either. No, and I feel like that That could have been a cool surprise Mm -hmm. for either the Rumble or you know if he is healthy, or you know have him debut as brother Nero. I don't know where they're. I'm sure he's going to end up having a singles run. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they're looking for. But it was just bizarre, and that was another thing where he just was there. No announcement, nothing. He's just there. Yeah. So, yep. This is what wrestling <laughs> does to me. <laughs> Builds you up, takes you down. Uh-huh. Right? It's a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, overall, I was still entertained by the show, but it could have just been so much more. Mm. You know? So, but like you said, as the go-home to the Rumble, and you did have some cool, you know, returns. It could have been. Like, I don't think Stone Cold even touched the mic. No. Which seems weird. He didn't talk Even though I love that segment, it it was weird. Give like, him I'm a fine mic. with him not talking. It's fine. It's not the end of the world, but yeah. it's just... Give him a mic. Especially if you're going to, once again, go to that poker game six or seven times. I mean, give the man a mic. Hmm. You know, shave a little off the poker game <laughs> and let Stone Cold, one of the best talkers in the business, actually talk. So, but yeah. So... Not to be a downer, but <laughs> hey, we're about to go into the Rumble talk. Don't yeah, start. Don't right. Think that this is the the bottom. Yeah, this is not <laughs> the go home show I was hoping for for the Rumble. So, but uh, yeah, it's Rumble time. Are you excited? Yes and no. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited because there's so much unpredictability. This year is mostly unpredictable. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, I mean, most years I go into the Rumble like. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to change, but there's usually, there's a through line. There's something there that says, oh, Reigns is going to win. Or, you know, someone's going to win. Oh, I feel like Reigns is going to win. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think you're fooling yourself. Uh, you think Reigns is not going to win. I don't want that. Uh-huh. It's thing. what the old man wants. <laughs> it's not what you want, sir. The paying customer. Yeah. Um, it's definitely unpredictable, though. I feel like we definitely don't know where they're going with both Rumble mm. matches. It's kind of up in the air. Um, and I don't know if that's due to Raw 25 coming up. They, they kind of spent less time with the Rumble. Um, but I like it. I like that it's unpredictable this time. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I feel like there's going to be some good surprises this year. So, But we got a decent card. Mm-hmm. Let's run it down. Um, we'll start off with the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan versus The Bar. Now, I like their performance on Raw 25. I haven't watched a lot of The Bar, so I haven't gotten to grasp them as much. Oh, really? But I really did like what they were doing. And I hated it when they became a team in the first place. So I did hate it, but once that you're talking about when they're kind of like, you know, had the rivalry going, yeah. but, you know, they're a team anyway, that typical mm-hmm. angle that they always do, you know, with a good grudge, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to make them a team. Exactly. And now they won the belts and they don't know what <laughs> they're going to do and they still hate each other. Yeah. When the, once they got on the same page and everything and they did the whole choreographed intro and all that. I actually started liking them. And they're mm. just a beast of a team. You know, they just beat the crap out of people, which I enjoy. So I, I, I've i enjoyed the bar. They feel like a real tag team now to me. You know, because a lot of times when you take a, you know, already established star and another mm. already established star, they never feel quite like a tag team. Mm. They feel like a legit tag team. And they've been putting on really good matches. So... Um, you know, and then you've got Seth Rollins, who's just an awesome worker, and Jason Jordan, you know. Who's, They're losing the titles. You know. Oh, that's, that's definitely happening. <laughs> it's a given. It's a given. Um, do you think that this is going to start their feud? Or do you think you're going to go ahead and, you know, go another pay-per-view with them trying to get the titles back, and then you go to WrestleMania with this? The problem is I don't want to see Jason Jordan versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. It feels like a waste of Seth Rollins. But I the way agree. that you just described it, because there's a pay-per-view in between, that's I think perfect. there's two pay-per-views in between. Yeah, so... Yeah. Which is four total, actually, between both brands. I just want to point that out. It's a lot of pay-per-views. Well, I'm, there's only one Raw. Correct? No, there's going to be two. Oh, my... Yeah, because it goes to April, right? So there's a pay-per-view for each show every month. Well, yeah, but there's usually like a long stretch, isn't there? No. No, there's like a maybe a month and a week, so yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> well, then yeah, you could do that. You it's could just have more to bitch about. <laughs> but then I want some. I would. I would want Seth on a different path by then. I would hope. Just... <laughs> you know, it feels like they have big plans for Jason Jordan. I feel like it's either going to be Seth or it's going to be Angle. You know, it's either going to be Angle at Mania versus Jordan. You're going to find out. You're going to find out that Jordan's not really his son and that he's been working him the entire time. I don't think that they're going to keep this storyline going. Is that who you want Angle to face at Mania? No. I'm not saying this is what I want. I friend. know. I'm just saying. I'm saying to you, <laughs> this is where they're going, unfortunately. Whether or not it's at Mania or if it's another pay-per-view, I think you're eventually going to get an Angle versus Jordan match. Um, but before then, I feel like you're going to get a Rollins versus Jordan match. Okay. Well, I have you do that. I have you have Seth curb stop the hell out of um, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see Jason, or not Jason Jordan, blah, Angle versus Seth. Then. That's why mm-hmm. I would take it. Maybe. That's a good angle. I like that because then you got Kurt 
defending his son. Yes. I like that. And you can even turn um, Kurt heel at that point. Or, and then during that match, you have Jason Jordan somehow screw Kurt, and then that kind of shotguns that whole angle. Exactly. I like that. Good booking. Let's book it. <laughs> that's not what's happening. <laughs> but that that's how it should. That's that's good. That's clever. I like it. Um, yeah. So I definitely feel like they're losing the belts, though. Yeah. I feel like they're going to lose the belts because of something that Jordan did. Um, or they go through this whole thing. Since they got two months, they go through this whole thing where they actually are successful and they start to gel as a team until you get the turn. Which just prolongs the you know whole turn, but that seems Can a Ambrose lot of times just when you heal get... and come back. You want him to get injured again? No, or I want you, Ambrose you want to, to heal up. Oh, oh, oh! I was thinking you said Rollins. <laughs> no, 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 he's got a good nine months span. I know he's not coming back to what SummerSlam <laughs> after SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that whole injury just derailed the whole thing. Oh yeah. Just screwed everyone over. Who knows what they had booked? Man, I hope when Ambrose comes back, he comes back with a fire in him, though. Like, like a real passion back. What upsets me is I feel like he was going to be the one who turned heel Mm. on the shield this time. And now that he's injured and he's going to be coming back, I feel like he's going to be coming back as a face no matter what. Yeah. Because usually when you have a returning star, they always push him as a face at first. Well, Seth, when he returned, he was definitely not face. Yeah, for like three weeks mm-hmm. and then because they just, could not he, stop cheering yeah but. and then they turned him so and then who did he come in i forgot who did he show up was it was it reigns it, it was like agree? someone that um was definitely not yeah a good over. target for him. yeah yeah <laughs> so but it was a great return mm-hmm. that was pretty cool um but yeah yeah so it's gonna be a good match though hmm. you know and i feel like it might have potential of being the opener you know, they always want a strong, you know, first match to yeah. get everyone on their feet. Curtain jerker. Yes, yes. But a good curtain jerker. Um, you know, especially for one of the big four pay-per-views. So, but yeah, let's move along. Next, we've got the SmackDown Tag Team uh, titles on the line. Uh, the Usos versus uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. I think this is going to be another great match. Uh, Just that singles three. match last night was phenomenal. God, Gable's so good. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Um, like he's, I feel like he needs some acting lessons, like you were saying before, off uh, mic. But I mean, he already has, you know, charisma. Mm-hmm. I just, I, he's small, and that's my worry. You know, he's <laughs> he's just a small guy, small in a big world. But if he keeps on getting over and he keeps on putting out matches like that, I mean, Finn Balor's small, mm-hmm. so we'll see. And the guy's got Olympic pedigree too, so that's huge. You know, at least in you know the big man's eyes. So I mean, I I just hope that the sky's the limit for Gable. I really do. Um, but yeah, the Usos have been hot, man. They've really I've really enjoyed them lately. They reinvented themselves and they went with it. They went yes. full. And I mean, I'm sure they were happy to do so. As oh, well. I'm sure wearing all that day glow uh, mm. <laughs> makeup and everything. That whole yeah, I was I was so bored of them. Mm. You know, the last couple of years because they really have just been that for yeah. the last couple of years. So. This is great, and they've really owned those characters. Um, yeah, and they're just going to put on one hell of a show. I feel like the Usos have been stealing the show a lot lately mm-hmm. in pay-per-views. So um, this is going to be a sa- solid match. It's a two out of three falls match. Um, I just hope they get enough time. Yeah. You know, I hate it when they do these two out of three fall matches, and they've got 15 minutes. Yeah. It's, like it's not a match you rush. Pins. Yeah. 
in that short period of time. It's just not believable mm-hmm. and it feels rushed and it just doesn't feel right. So I really hope they get enough time. Um, they won't, though. <laughs> we know how that works. Mm-hmm. They won't. Um, but I yeah. picture it as the Usos will come out, immediately attack one of them, pin one of them, and then it'll be a fight for the next pin. And then we'll see who wins. It's interesting. Like, I haven't really enjoyed Gable and Benjamin as a heel team. I feel like they haven't, like, quite figured out what they are yet. Because mm-hmm. the Usos is definitely, like, the tweener team right now. Um, they're very much over. And they are they kind they were the heel team at first. Mm-hmm. But now they're just too over to really be. Gotcha. You know, they're doing a lot of face things. Well, I know Shelton um, does heel good. But I don't know if uh, I want Gable anywhere near being a heel at the moment. Yeah. He's really cocky um, as a heel, but yeah, he's not great on the mic yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he does have kind of that personality where you do, you know, you want to watch him. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, I mean, they have to find their stride at least outside of the ring, you know, on the mic. But yeah. in the ring, they're on fire. So, I mean, another, another good, solid match. So, I... Uh, there aren't many actual matches on this card. It's mostly rumbles. It's and you would the, think... With the two rumbles, I mean, that's taking up the majority of this card. So, uh, next you're on the Universal Championship mm-hmm. match. Um, you've got Lesnar versus Strowman versus Kane. What do you think? I mean, I like Strowman. I like Lesnar at times. But Kane just kind of took me out of this match. And he continues to... I feel like he's the obvious fall guy. Like he's oh, yeah. only in this match to take the pin. So Strowman and Lesnar aren't hurt, you know, by this match. I feel like it's just there to be there. Mm. You know, just because they feel like they have to have a championship match on this card. Um, you know, universal championship match. But I just don't want to see this match. I really don't. I mean, I felt like they did a disservice to Strowman last year when they had him lose to Lesnar mm. on pay per view cleanly. I mean, the guy was so hot at the time, and they totally, like, it just screwed up his momentum. And that would have been a great, like, passing of the torch for Strowman. I feel Keep like building they're just sat on Lesnar defending that title. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like it's so obvious right now. And maybe it's too obvious. Maybe they end up swerving us, and it's Strowman who ends up with the belt. I don't know. But I just feel like that's where they're going, and it's unfortunate. Just because it makes everything so predictable. And he's just not on TV enough mm. for me to care. Like, I, I forget sometimes who's that the like, universal yeah, exactly. champion. So, and that's just, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I'm over it. I'm over it. And I feel like Lesnar's work in the ring, when he wants to go, he goes. Mm. But he's been phoning in a lot of matches lately. So, which is unfortunate. Well, he's missed some pay-per-views, right? I'm not oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not on every pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. No, he's not on every pay-per-view, I'm pretty sure. So I'd have to look back. He's a spectacle, but it's just... Yeah, no. You don't want your title on the person that's not going to be there to represent it. Exactly. I mean, I like the way they use him as just a... Yeah, like as something, like a must-see thing. But it's... I'm done with it. You know, mm-hmm. after years of this, I'm over it. So, um, yeah. So And then we got the other championship match, the WWE champion. Uh, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match. Um, <laughs> you could throw this on the pre-show for me if you want. Uh, I don't know. These guys are going to put on a good match yes. regardless. They're, so they're I, I wouldn't pre-show guys. them. But it's, yeah. Um, I just don't get where they're going with 
this. Mm. And maybe they surprise me and put on a great angle and, you know, I'm all about it at the end. But I just don't understand where they're going. I mean, you've got the whole Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon dynamic, you know, that whole angle looming in the background of this whole thing. So I'm obviously, I feel like it's obviously going to go to a head, come to a head, you know, Um, during this match. I would hope because I'm over it at this point. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like Daniel Bryan is going heel. You know, they're hinting at it too much, and it is it is impossible, you know. Um, I'm hoping that it leads to Daniel Bryan getting in the ring. If for some reason he gets physical in this match, I'll pop, just because I know they have it. Did they say it. that they're going to be at ringside, or no? They, I don't believe so. I'm sure they will be, mm. but I don't think they've announced it yet. But like I was saying, if they if he gets physical, I'll pop because he hasn't been allowed to get physical. So that means something if mm. he's allowed to get physical. But I just I feel like the end game is going to be actually Shane, you know, turning heel. And I don't know if I want to see that. I don't need another evil McMahon character running around. They do so good though. They do. It's, but it's I'm so still over it. After twenty five years I'm over it. <laughs> And I think I'm over Shane showing up and just, you know, wrestling, you know, a match just to wrestle a match and taking the spot from an actual active competitor. Do you point. do you see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn re-sparking their uh, rivalry through this? I don't want to see it yet. I, I enjoy them together, mm. so I don't want to see it yet. Um, but that's also another possibility. That's another road they could go where really you could have what ends up happening is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, basically cost themselves the title because they start fighting over who's yeah. going to actually get the pin, which I feel like is so obvious, you know, and maybe that's Daniel Bryan's plan the entire time. And he knew that this was going to happen, that there's no way those two egos, could, mm-hmm. you know, actually, you know, agree on who's going to take the, you know, Where does Styles the go from this. Who is he? Who does he fight? at Mania? I think, and we'll get to this. I feel like the winner is going to come from the SmackDown brand. Mm. And that's going to be where he goes. That's what I'm guessing. Um, I could be wrong. You know, I know I just, I know I just said Reigns is probably yeah. going to Because <laughs> I usually don't hey, you guess can always things. put your money on Reigns. Yeah, yeah. But I don't always guess right. So um, I feel like that's where they're going to go. Because I don't see anyone else other than, you know, Owens or Sami Zayn really challenging for the belt. Unless you do Nakamura. and I mean, that's my thought exactly. Yeah. Do you have Nakamura win the Rumble? We'll get there. We'll talk about <laughs> it. We'll talk about There's it. There's a lot of options here. I think that's my, you know, my mark hope. Mm-hmm. My fan <laughs> hope. Um, but they've done so little with him. Mm-hmm. Even with the way... Um, Man, there was a group match that Nakamura was in. He gets knocked out in like the beginning and then comes back later and wins. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember what match it was. I'm just happy you won the match, though. Because <laughs> he doesn't seem to win mm-hmm. all the time, you know, which is unfortunate. But, I mean, with gender, look what happened. I yeah. mean, they didn't have any build-up, and he won the title. So, obviously, you don't care much, you know, about, you know, making these things believable. So, I don't know if Nakamura is over enough mm-hmm. in their eyes. What, now, what match do we have next? So, <laughs> what match did we have next? Um, would it be the Women's Rumble at that point? We would be going into the Women's Rumble. That's I mean, right. unless 
Unless they end up ending the show with a women's rumble. Yes, or they bring in. And some I definitely don't feel matches. like. And I don't feel like we're just reading off what we have written mm. on the card. I don't feel like this is going to be the order of the show. I definitely don't think they're going to do back to back rumble matches. Um, I could be wrong, but I feel like that just mm. would kill the momentum of the last match, <laughs> the last rumble match. Um, what I yeah. would have done is I would have done one rumble, and then I would have done maybe two matches in between. But one of those matches would have been like. Um, Bray Wyatt versus uh, yes Hardy Hardy yes because that would have been a great like big spectacle of a match it would have been like they could have done so many different weird things uh huh played with it really and, and that would have been a good distraction the yes. from the rumbles that you're ha- you're having two you know I thought that that match would be a shoe in for this card but yeah. yet they decided to waste it on Raw 25 yeah. for no reason no reason unannounced <laughs> unadvertised. So, yeah, Women's Rumble. So you've got Asuka, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Bailey, Naomi, uh, Natalia. You're going to read off all 18 you've names? Got, there? Is that 18 names? Yeah, there's 18 women that are definitely in the Rumble, oh, as wow. far as the image has shown. But, okay. um, so you've got, but it's a 30 women slot, right? Yeah, so you're going to definitely see some NXT. You're definitely going to see some people from the whole uh, women's tournament that they mm-hmm. just did. Um, I know they signed some people, right, recently. Um, that Rousey, right? Well, I don't think they. I don't think they've been. They obviously they haven't announced, announced it. it. I don't know but... if that's legit. Yeah, <laughs> but no. What's her name that they signed with Ricochet and? Um, oh, Candice LeRae. Yeah, Candace I don't Lee think Ray. she's going to show up at the Rumble. You don't think so? She. They barely had hope in her. Just getting into like WWE, I don't think she's gonna get. Into they made the a Rumble. big deal announcing her being signed. Dude, they don't have enough people. They've <laughs> got to use everyone. All right, all right, fine. I mean, um, I will pop. <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely see her because of that. Because mm-hmm. people will pop. Um, yeah, I mean, you're definitely gonna get some returns here. You know, anyone who can work. They didn't sign up. Tony Storm, right? I don't believe so. Okay, not that I've heard. She should have been signed, but yeah. So. Um, but maybe they'll, she'll show up for the Rumble because <laughs> they've got openings. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who do you think's winning this? My my hope is for Asuka. I feel like, I mean, I feel like there's no way that she can win, but... Why do you say there's no way she can win? Just... They've built her up so strong and WWE has this tendency to like continuously build people up and then completely waste it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, it's, that's me being pessimistic, but I, I feel f- like she's going to be in a title match mm-hmm. at Mania. I just don't know if it's going to be as the Rumble winner. Yeah, you know, I agree. I feel like, I feel like she's such an obvious choice that they'll go another direction. Exactly. I mean, she's going to have a strong showing. She's going to have multiple eliminations. That's I, that I believe. But winning, not really. Uh, but who do I see winning? Mm-hmm. I don't. That's the question. Who? And this is that situation where it could go for either title, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's both Rumbles are like that. Mm-hmm. So if you're a SmackDown winner, I just whenever I think Rumble, SmackDown. my immediate assumption is it's going to be a Raw winner. That's just how I usually see. I know it's not how it is. One. But... Yeah, that's not how it is usually. Man, who do I see winning as the? This is really difficult i think it's going to be a surprise 
You think it's going to be a surprise? Be a you think it's Trish Stratus? Stratus? <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I I've not. said this over and over again. You've heard me say it over and over again. Nikki could just show up and... <laughs> oh, God, that would be the worst case scenario. <laughs> I know. That would be Cena pulling all of his mm. strings. I No, I can't handle that. I would be so disappointed. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the card, and no one really sticks out. I mean... Is Carmella going to be in this match? Yes, she is. Though I feel like every- there's no way they're going to have her win and be the money in the bank holder. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, um, yeah. No, I see her pulling a Seth Rollins um, at Mania. That's what I imagine. I can see that. Happen. I hope. Yeah. She's been holding that way too long. Yeah. Uh, it's been about right. They, they they usually hold on to that for a while. Sometimes they do it like right away, and then sometimes they hold it to almost Mania. Or past Mania. Yeah, till the next Money in the Ziggler, Bank. Like the Ziggler actually before. cashed in the Monday after Mania. <sighs> so, um, I don't know, man. If they, I mean, either it's going to be a surprise, or, I mean, they could do, uh, what's her name? From the UFC? Yeah, Ronda Rosie. I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. They want a spectacle for Mania. And that would be a huge name to have on the card. You mentioned Charlotte versus Ronda, and I could, that would be a huge match. Yeah, that would be. And she would be able to choose what title she goes after. Mm-hmm. And just that, you know, that on the card. You know, Charlotte versus Ronda Rosie. I mean, I feel like that's huge. I feel like that would be huge. But is she ready? You know, I mean, the rumor is that she's been at the Performance Center and mm-hmm. that she's been training um, to get into wrestling. There was rumors that she's actually signed I don't know. It would be huge. You know, that would probably be the biggest pop of the night. Yeah. You know, unless they've got something else, you know, in store for the men's Do you see any, what what surprises do you see coming into this Rumble? I feel like she's a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like Lita. I feel like you'll get Lita. You might get Trish. I'm still Um, looking out for Beth Phoenix. I feel feel like Beth Phoenix is a a definite. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's actually working for the company, like we said before. She's doing commentary for the Mixed Match Challenge, so Mm -hmm. she's there. I thought it was weird that she wasn't there on stage for... uh, Oh, for Raw 25? Yes, when they announced all the former women superstars. Mm -hmm. Her not being there, Lita not being there, made me feel like they're saving them. Yeah. So I could definitely see that. Um, but I mean, I'm just glad they're having the match. You know, I'm happy that they're having the match finally. Mm. They're getting their just due. Um, do you think there'll be a Santino of this match? Where, 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 where he comes, Santino? Where he comes out? What do you mean? No, I mean, so, like, immediately. <laughs> I thought eliminated. you were talking about when the Santino yeah, was I, a drag. I didn't think about that. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be hilarious, though. If Beth Phoenix came what out and then he showed up. I think that would be fantastic. Amazing surprise entry. Uh, <laughs> maybe a little disrespectful to the, yeah. you know, the whole idea of the Especially after, um, what? Uh, but hilarious still. <laughs> what was his name? The one that was coming out with Carmella all the time. Uh, no Chin Music. Guy. Oh god, he looked like a turtle. James Elroy. Yeah. Right. Or Ellsworth. Yeah. Especially after the whole um, debacle where it was James Ellsworth helping her win the Money in the Bank title and everyone freaked out about oh, that. Oh god, that was I so could imagine bad. What horrible booking. <laughs> god. I mean it was so bad that they had to do it on purpose. You know, it's like like what were you thinking? You have like this mm-hmm. first ever like Money in the Bank women's match. Everyone's excited. They're wearing it like a badge. Look what we're doing. And then you have a man actually win the thing. <laughs> you know, for his whatever. 
or his, you know, I guess he was basically her manager at that yeah. point. But yeah, horrible booking. Um, God, SmackDown's been booked like garbage lately. <laughs> it really has been. So disappointing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's really up in the air, and I feel like it is going to be a surprise, mm. you know, winner. You know, unless they go Asuka. You know, which I just, once again, I feel like it's too obvious. I just don't want to see her lose ever. Well, it doesn't usually because it's more of the one-on-one mm, record. It's not. I know. You know, it's not her getting pinned or submitting, so it won't really count as a loss for her. Do you think Alexa will make it to Mania? Yes. Hmm. I feel like she's so over that they want her to keep the belt. Hmm. You know, so it'll be her. You know, wrestling. So her or well. Charlotte. Pretty much are your options. Yeah, or Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, I, it, I'll be interested to see where they go with it. Mm. So it's definitely not going to be Alicia Fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. There's your, um, like, your two seconds in and out. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think. Like, she's cool hilarious, though. I actually enjoy her mm-hmm. a lot. And she's actually gotten a lot better in the ring. Um, but, yeah, she's actually hilarious. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, like I said, I'm oh, just excited that they're Nikki the Cross should show up. Oh, I mean, she she'll most definitely likely, be there. Um, I, I, I'm not even thinking about the NXT Royce, talent. Yeah, I feel like she'll be there. But I don't think they any of them have a shot. No, actually. but I want to see Nikki Cross have a good showing, and she definitely she's awesome. Puts really, up good matches oh, up God. against um, Oscar. I just love the character just because she's so different mm-hmm. than everything else. Like yeah, and her and Oscar, that's always just a fight. <laughs> I I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got great chemistry in the ring. So, all right, let's move on to the men's rumble. And this now, is going to be more of the same for me because I have no idea. <laughs> I was about where to say, going. yeah, if you if you thought we sounded perplexed by the women's one, yeah, this is really another one that you could just kind of, you know, it's it's a throw up. Who could actually win here? Just a complete toss up here. Um, so some of the names we got here: Cena, God, Cena's in this. Finn Balor, Randy Orton, Nakamura. Uh, you got Baron Corbin, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt. Oh, I didn't know they were announced for the Rumble. Uh, Aiden English, Rusev, Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil is not winning the match. Uh, <laughs> Apollo Crews. And that's all that they have named or listed right now. So, I don't know. I mean, I obviously Roman's in it, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, Miz is in this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not on the card. Yeah. Unless they announce something last minute. Um, and I, I feel like it's open for surprises. Well, I who feel... are your who are your favorites? Nakamura. Just because I feel like that's such an obvious match for Mania, mm-hmm. you know, and they've kind of talked about it in a roundabout way um, since you know Nakamura came on since SmackDown. Um, God, I I want to see Valor after Monday. Yeah, I really do. But, I mean, the Monday before makes me think differently. You know, you like I said, you have them booked losing to Rollins and not looking good after the match, which is just this weird moment. I, I didn't understand what they were trying to get over there. But um, I feel like otherwise, after the 25th, you know, 25th anniversary show, it really seemed like it was going to be, you know, Balor was going to get a big push, you know, just having Triple H in the middle of the ring with him and everything. You know, really just putting over the club. And then there's always Randy Orton. You know, 
I didn't think he was going to win last year, and he won. Yeah. I mean, I can't see them doing it two years in a row, but then again, I can. I mean, I did pop last year when he won. I was excited that it wasn't... Uh, Roman Reigns? Yeah, at that point. Honestly, I forgot he won. Until <laughs> yeah. I went back and looked at it. Um, you know, and obviously, I think that's just because that whole Wyatt match, you know, I mean, mm. it was just so awful. Um, Bray, I feel like, is not... He's not, it's not in his cards right now. No, but I feel like him and I would be screaming if he won. (laughs) Excited? Yeah. There's just no buildup, though. It Mm. just would make so little sense right now. But how many people have buildup in the Rumble right now? Yeah. I just feel like they're not behind him enough. Oh, no. Yeah, they're not. But. And I feel like he's got more business with Hardy. Mm. I can't imagine, unless they're just done with Woken Matt Hardy, that. That was it. That's all we got at Raw 25. That would be depressing. Yeah. It would be. It really <laughs> would be. What about um, Jeff? What about Jeff Hardy? I mean, that's a possibility. He is but not I don't, on the list, but I feel like he's Do you want to see Jeff go up against Lesnar? No. Yeah. I don't. I, I would don't. not want to see that at all. It's going to be Reigns, man. <laughs> it's just gonna be rain. It just makes sense that it would be uh, rain, unfortunately. Oh god! And they've been building towards it the entire time since the date after Mania. Like I didn't even think about it until you told me that. Like when we mentioned that he lost the title, it was like, oh, well, that opens him up for the world title. It's like, oh, yeah, Jesus. exactly. And I feel like that's the only reason why he lost, and that's why I was alluding to during when we we're talking about the twenty fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's like. After he lost, because I was surprised at first, and I was like, oh, the Rumble's coming up. Oh, God, he's going to win the Rumble just so he can go on and main events and free up the, you know, the IC belt for someone else. Um, if I were to make a prediction, it would be that it would be Nakamura and Reigns as the last two. I feel like that's the top two. I feel mm. like that. Man, the crowd's going to hate it when Reigns wins. Especially if he's throwing oh, over it's, Nakamura. It's booze. Through, oh, my From God. start to finish. As soon as he has, like, as soon as his music starts playing, it's just booze. And do they save him to like the end? Do they save him to number thirty? Have they done that already? Oh, I, I don't know if I don't remember if he came out at thirty. But... I know Mysterio one year did, and they everyone was expecting Daniel Bryan. They mm. like booed poor Rey Mysterio, who never gets booed, but yeah. they booed the crap out of him. No, if Reigns ever comes out at thirty, y- your show's over. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna be throwing stuff. Um. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be Reigns. I mean, part of me wants to say Nakamura, you know, just because I feel like... And the, that match can still happen. Mm. You know, Styles and Nakamura if Reigns wins, obviously. but And that would be a huge mania, like, barn burner, you know? it's It would be a great way to get Nakamura over, too. Mm. You know, him. Like, make him legit. Like, oh, he just won the Rumble. And do something where, you know, classic, you know, style, where he's one of the early entrants. You know, like, he's one or two. And he lasts the entire Can time. he handle that kind of match? A rumble match? Yeah. Yeah. He can handle it. There's I mean, he's a smart enough veteran where he knows how to like, you know, rest and, you know, deal with the pacing and everything like that. He can handle that match. Because I would love to see that. I would love to see Nakamura pretty much gain back everything that he's lost, win one match. Yes. You know? Yes. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. You know, and not like classic Jericho style where he's hiding in the, mm. <laughs> under the apron and everything. I think it was last year where Jer- yes. Jericho lasted like 45 minutes, mm. you know. 
Um, you know, I really don't want to see any kind of a winner that's been like knocked out of the match at any point. Uh-huh. You know, I want to see yeah. someone that's fought. Oh god, that happened one year with McMahon. Mm-hmm. I think McMahon was like he won. He actually won the Rumble. Like it was horrible. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely. I would love to see it. That's me fantasy booking. You know, I would love to see, yeah, Nakamura come in one or two. He lasts the whole thing, gets his whole momentum back. That would really, you know, make him shine in the eyes of the fans. It would get him over again because I really feel like he's flattened out Mm. um, push-wise. And, yeah, then sky's the limit. Then you got him and Styles. You know, do they go in as both faces? I mean, you can do that. Those are two characters that can do it. Yeah, and people, like, you know, smart fans just want to see that match, mm-hmm. so it'd be enough to see, you know, that match. But I I almost hope that Styles would go heel, you know, just because I like Styles as a heel. Yeah, but, he can yeah. work either way. Yeah, but, but he's a great heel. He doesn't <laughs> get enough credit as a heel. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see that. I could see that. Besides that, I would want Finn, but... Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the other guy who could really use this match. The, whole, the whole concept of the staple... Yes. This match. Yes. <laughs> yes, they totally do. And, you know, and this is another way. He's another wrestler where I feel like he's lost momentum and it would really mm-hmm. help him to, you know, get back in the good graces of the fans. And, I mean, he's still over. Yeah. But, you know, to really, you know, like show, like legitimize him. Like, this is a real player. I just don't know if Vince would be a fan of that, that you know, that way and scene. Lesnar and Balor side by side unless they just work that whole David versus Goliath angle you know that's just not I don't know if it's believable enough for him and he was so he soured so much on Mysterio when he had the title Mm -hmm. you know and I felt like it was gonna happen with Daniel Bryan when he won the belt just by the way they were booking him initially after that you know having him just scared of Kane and running away (laughs) from him left I was like what are you doing this is world champion um, but yeah, I just, I mean, I worry Triple about H that. could push this hard enough. And it seems like he's doing everything in his grace and like his <laughs> powers to push him over, mm. like literally standing in the middle of Manhattan center to sweeting him, you know, walking away torch. from DX just to hold yes, his hand up. Right. Like this is my guy, unless it's going to end up being Valor versus Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Because you know Triple H has to have a match, right? And he's in shape. He's definitely in shape again. Not that he was ever really out of shape, but this yeah. is gonna be this is gonna be a rough road. What if they do that? No, just in general, this WrestleMania season is going to be a rough road. I, you know, last season was so awful. It was so disappointing. You know, including Mania itself. I kind of, because I felt like it was so predictable. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, like, we could book all of Mania. I like the fact that it's not predictable this year. Like, I feel like I don't know exactly where they're going. Besides Reigns versus Lesnar. Unfortunately, <laughs> I feel like everything else is kind of up in the air. So I enjoy that aspect of it. But is it going to probably I mean, disappoint I've... me in the long run? Because <laughs> yeah. like I'm, I'm WWE's We're at the cycle again. I'm mm-hmm. getting excited again. <laughs> I'm getting my hopes up. You know, I'm believing again, and then, sure enough, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be, you know, Monday morning, waking up disappointed. I like it when they're unpredictable. Don't get me wrong. But it feels like they're unpredictable in the way where they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yes. Where they haven't booked it yet. Yeah. You know, so and it used to be back in the day 
where those matches were almost set in stone six months out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it didn't always make great TV, unfortunately, but at least it made sense. Um, and I don't know. I, I feel like you're right. I feel like they don't know where they're going. You know, they're kind of booking on the fly. I mean, just from that Undertaker promo, once again. Because, I like, seeing that, I was like, he's going to wrestle. Again. Oh, what I wanted to mention about that was that, so you got all this ambiguity. What about him showing up in the Rumble and attacking Cena? Or eliminating him. And, yeah, and, like, he's not, like, he just eliminates himself after that. Yeah. I could see that. That'd be a great way to start that. You know, that'd be cool, because I don't know why Cena's there, you know, other than just being a name. I mean, Cena's there, because whoever they're gonna, whoever's going to take him out is going, going to... be his, yeah, but now, who took him out on Monday? Elias. And they are big on Elias. Yeah. We have forgotten I will about say, <laughs> I will say this, Elias, I'm walking with him right now, okay? Because he's gotten himself over. He's very green in the ring. Mm-hmm. But they obviously trust him a lot, and the fact that he worked that angle with Cena on Raw twenty five, yeah, it's gonna lead to somewhere. Like Cena is going to get, you know, his on Elias, you know, and I I feel like Cena's at the point in his career where he's putting people over, so I don't know. I feel like it's it's gonna end up with him and Elias eliminating each other somehow. So I feel like that's where they're going to end up. And then they'll save the Taker thing for, you know, after that. Yeah. If that's where they're going. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you think we get any surprises? I thought, I mean, I'm trying to think who, what I want as a surprise, really. I'm, I'm so far past Legends at this point that I don't care. I'm trying to think if there's any Legends that I'd want to see. in the room. Like, I, I would definitely want to see Jericho. I mm. think it'd be cool. To have Jericho on Wrestle Kingdom and then on the Rumble. Yeah. You know? I would love for him to... And I feel I feel like we've already heard that he won't be a Mania. I feel like he's got a tour date. Probably. Um, you know, but he would drop that for the right price. Um, so, but I, I think it'd just be a cool moment. You know, see him in there. He deserves it. But yeah, I don't really know of anyone who's not currently on the roster. You know, that... I would really want to see that who's not signed to New Japan or Ring mm. right now. Like, sure, I would love for Cody Rhodes to just show up, you know? <laughs> I, I would I love. Don't. Well, I don't want to see him working. You know, yeah. I don't want him to, like, you know, I, I'd love to see for that surprise. But, yeah, you're right. I don't want to necessarily see him back in WWE just yet. Um, I feel like it's inevitable. Like, he's going to show up eventually. He's going to be back there. Do they ricochet, ricochet? Maybe. That'd be a big pop. Hmm. Um, but the fact that they announced him already makes me feel like no. You know, because I would think they would hide that and make it a surprise. So, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It'd be cool. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Any Anyone that's off, not on the roster, I don't, I can't think of someone who would particularly pop out for me, you know? Daniel Bryan. What if Daniel Bryan just shows up? Could you imagine the pop? He went, if his music hit that during would be the Rumble. Huge. 
Oh my god. If they, that's if how they, they announced that he's clear. <laughs> and it would make no sense storyline-wise, but it would be huge. Well, like they made up for the fact they didn't show up at 30 the last time? Yeah, like he's number 30. He's actually number 30. Oh my god. I like, mean, that's enough time for him to be still newer in the ring and running yeah. around doing all his spots. I mean, uh-huh. Yeah. And he's the one who takes out the Miz. <laughs> right? Yep. Fantasy booking. <laughs> <laughs> 101 not okay. gonna happen people but my god that would be awesome mm-hmm. that would be awesome uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah you're right I mean you'll get some and, and like I said I get excited with the little comeback you know like you know guys coming back and everything but yeah there's no one out there who I feel like is a legit contender to win the match would be a surprise mm. you know, maybe Jericho would be but I still don't see it if Omega wasn't signed, I'd be saying Omega right yeah. now is going to show up for the Rumble. But. That would be fantastic. Or like I said before, where Jericho shows up and mm. then all of a sudden, you know, Naito shows up and takes him out oh, or something. Lord. If Naito Maybe. ever shows up in a WWE ring, I will I, faint. Yes. <laughs> I would just be crying. I would be crying. Like they have, oh, there's an agreement on the table. Like if there was a faction of LIJ uh-huh. in WWE, I would just be amazed. Oh, they just do a run-in from the crowd mm-hmm. and eliminate Jericho? Oh, that'd be huge. <laughs> God, McMahon would never do anything like that. They would no, be all God. Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> never do anything like that. But no. my God. Uh, Vince doesn't awesome. even know who they are. No, not a clue. <laughs> not a clue. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's our Rumble preview, right? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> we'll see next week. We're, we've got the same uh, disappointed vibe going on next episode. Yeah. I hope not. I hope we're just, you know, foaming at the mouth ready for mm. WrestleMania next episode. I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a long wrestling year. Ooh. All right, that's it for this week. Yes, uh, find us on Twitter. We're at Amazing Nerd Show. Uh, you can hear us on Podbean, uh, Twelve Ounce, um, and uh, iTunes, of course, because we got a fifty dollar gift card giveaway for iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> All you've got to do is subscribe, rate, review us. You're automatically entered, people. It's that easy. That easy. All right, so uh, shout-outs? Yes, uh, we wanted to shout-out, again, Nick and Vince Podcast because we cannot get enough of Nick and Vince. I mean, they talk sports, movies, pop culture, science, history, sometimes have guests. That's right. Uh, this actually, this last episode, they had um, a guest from the Frankenpod ah. podcast. Um, they're, I think they're relatively new. They were, of course, talking about Frankenstein. <laughs> um, Nick and Vince took a break mm-hmm. for a couple weeks. Um, and, yeah, a little winter break, I guess. Um, it gets cold out there in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So uh, they came back talking about Frankenstein. I was on board. I am a huge Frankenstein fan. And it was a great episode. So please. I think I, I'm right next to one, actually. Yes, a giant <laughs> life-size Frankenstein statue. So uh, check out Nick and Vince. Yes, and they're so- on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher. Uh, and then we also got BNS Get Jumped. They are a weekly podcast about anime. They explain all the anime for you. Uh, they just did Hunter Cross Hunter. Very great show. Very much check it out. Um, but most likely, listen to their review of it. You know, get their ideas. Come back to the show. Check it out. Um, they're weekly, so you know they're going to be out every week. Awesome, awesome. Um, you know, and also for other uh, podcasts out there, we are willing to do promo swaps. Um, if you are interested, go ahead and DM us. 
you know, we're we're in the business of promo swapping. So we've got our own, <laughs> believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah, and we're just all about supporting, you know, independent podcasts. So oh, we're, we support other things as well, like great music. That's right. And uh, what you're probably hearing right now in the background, what you heard at the top of the show, is our house band, Them Guilty Aces. Check them out on iTunes. Uh, they're currently touring the Chicago land area. Um, just an awesome rockabilly band. I can't say enough about the guys. Did we get backstage passes yet, or, or what? Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I would hope so. So, but yeah, yeah, the awesome band. At least some free music, right? Mm-hmm. But that being said, I believe you could actually download a few free songs. No, I think they page. have a whole EP available. Really? On their website. Yeah, check them out, guys. Yeah. yeah, if you enjoy what you're hearing right now, give them a listen. So, but yeah, that's going to do it. Yeah, that's it for the day. All right, we'll be back next week. Rumble ready. All right, let's get ready to rumble. from leaving you, baby, 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 baby.